And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look into the latest closer meltdown and a possible new source for steals. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three co-brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on a Wednesday, August 11th. Let's dive into the news here. Uh, some bad news for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts likely to go on the IL on a Wednesday because of a hip injury. Justin uh, Turner is going to be out until at least Friday, most likely because of this groin issue that he is dealing with. Reese Hoskins has a groin issue also, one bad enough that's going to force him to the IL. Rymel Tapia also going to the IL because of a sprained big toe. Randy Rosarena missed the weekend series for the Rays uh, on the COVID-19 list. He was activated on Tuesday, so feeling good about him being back in the lineup. Jared Walsh was expected to be activated on Tuesday, but that didn't happen. Angels considering him day-to-day with that intercoastal injury. Jack Flaherty will be back for St. Louis on Friday. Guys missed a ton of time with the oblique injury, but he returns to the mound this weekend. Alex Bregman seem to be getting close to being activated. That's being put on, I would say, a a tiny hold for the time being. Uh, May need to start a new rehab assignment. Could return in 7 to 10 days, but that quad giving him problems still. Yuli Gurriel, however, in better news for the Astros, expected back on Friday. Akil Badu and Derek Hill left uh, the Tigers game after colliding in the outfield. Badu checked for a concussion and a shoulder injury. Hill sustained a rib injury. We'll see what sort of updates we get from Detroit on that today. Javier Baez not in the lineup for the Mets against Washington due to lower back tightness. That game was suspended in the second inning because of rain. Ross Stripling left his start uh, in after two innings because of an oblique strain. Travis Darno expected to be activated on Wednesday. He's been out with a thumb injury. Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery could both uh, rejoin New York to throw bullpens this weekend. Activation dates still up in the air, obviously. We'll see how those bullpens go, and then maybe we'll have a better idea of when they're going to be back in the rotation. Eddie Rosario began a rehab assignment at Triple A Gwinnett on Tuesday, so could be seeing him making his uh, Braves debut shortly. Drew Pomerantz exited on Miami or exited against Miami with forearm tightness. Shane Green DFA'd by the Braves. A couple of closer things to look at here. Matt Barnes took the loss against Tampa. Third loss in his last four games. He's allowed seven runs in those two innings. We know that the Red Sox are in free fall right now, falling out of first place in the AL East and in danger of falling out of playoff position altogether. Do you think they make a change in the closer spot, Al? I don't see it yet, but this is one that we have to watch. And, uh, you know, sort of reminds me of the Alex Reyes situation in that, you know, Reyes had been a lockdown closer all season and then just had a string of appearances where didn't have control or command and, uh, you know, raise the question for us and you know Reyes uh, at least for the time being still in that role I think uh, because he's been so reliable all season long that 
Barnes is is not going to get yanked at this point. But uh, you know, maybe it's fatigue setting in. I you know, just pure speculation on my on my part. But um, definitely a situation that you have to watch each time that Barnes gets called in to uh, to pitch in that high leverage uh, situation for for the Red Sox. Yeah, I think it would be a little short-sighted to yank him out of the role right now. But if things go bad for another couple of outings, maybe indeed he does at least get like some time off from the closer's role if he doesn't lose it altogether. In Seattle, Diego Castillo pitched the top of the eighth, Paul Sewald the top of the ninth, in a tie game against Texas. You reading into that, Al? Well, you know, I think this just shows that the situation is a little less stable than maybe it, it seemed initially, because uh, I, I think there was a presumption, uh, I think probably uh, one made on this show, that Diego Castillo pretty much was, was locked into that closer's role. Uh, this is a situation where uh, Castillo was in what would have been a, a setup situation, and um and Seawald was facing the the meat of the Rangers' order, so it, it's not, you know, one of these situations where it looked like it was just a... a a matchup-based decision. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit, a bit of fluidity there in Seattle. Let's get to Tuesday's standouts. Anthony Santander kicks us off here with the two-homer game. He's up to nine homers on the season. He's on a seven-game hitting streak during which he's gone 12 for 28 with three homers, two of them coming yesterday, and three strikeouts. What about Santander's interesting to you right now, Al? Uh, I think just that uh, for those of us that have been keeping him benched, that uh, I think this is the green light to Get him, get him active because uh looks like he's rounded into form. I mean, also, it's a seven-game hit streak, so, you know, that's something that, you know, just anybody can get hot for a short mm-hmm. period like that. But it, it just has been puzzling that it's taken Santander as long as it has to, to kind of get warmed up and get back to his 2020 form. So I, I'm i choosing to believe <laughs> that's what we're seeing right now. <laughs> uh, and, and the three strikeouts that he's had over these uh, 28 at-bats, uh, at really, really encouraging. Yeah, that definitely is another step in the right direction for Santander. Uh, Yanni Hernandez went two for five. He stole two bases against Seattle. He's now made five straight starts at third for the Rangers. And uh, this is a guy who stole plenty of bases in the minors. 21 steals with a 424 OBP in 61 games of AAA round rack this season. Feels like the right sort of guy to be chasing if you need steals, Al. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, put him in the rundown after uh, seeing him picking up those couple of steals. Uh, put in a claim for him in my AL only. And, you know, it's an encouraging sign, too, that uh, even though Hernandez has been getting some play since getting called back up by the Rangers, that, uh, you know, he's still out there. He's still out there in really deep mm-hmm. leagues. So uh, I, I think, uh, you know, the next step is the mixed leagues. Uh, not 12-teamers quite yet, but, you know, anything deeper where you need steals. And, you know, most of us do. <laughs> uh, Hernandez is getting the playing time. He's got the on-base He's hitting high in the order, and of course he does have the track record of getting the steals. Yeah, don't overlook those five straight starts. That gives you a very good indication of where this team is going with respect to Hernandez. Al, I wish we had time for me to take a victory lap because I would definitely be doing it on Tristan McKenzie. Another good start and another start where he limited the free passes. Just one walk, and what did that let him do? Six innings, four hits, two runs, five strikeouts against the A's. I'm telling you, Al, you want him back in your team now, and Tristan McKenzie is going to be a fixture of my 2022 teams. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, you have a well-deserved victory lap on this one, and I, you know, I wouldn't say I was a naysayer, but I was being definitely a lot more cautious. And this for me is definitely really encouraging. Another start yet for McKenzie, where he's just not walking very many batters, just the one walk in this this particular outing. So even if the strikeouts don't, uh, you know, get back mm-hmm. to more than one per inning. Uh, you know, he's giving you results. I mean, I would take this line from a number of pitchers and just, you know, because I'm expecting more strikeouts from McKenzie doesn't mean that I need to wait until 
until he delivers those to uh, get to the place where you are, Michael. So yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's time to, to add him if he's out there and start him if you got him. Yeah, definitely uh, I'm with you on that. Feeling like the sort of guy who we thought he could be at the start of the season with maybe a tiny bit less strikeout upside than he came into the year with. Steven Brault, another strong outing for him uh, for the Pirates against the Cardinals on Tuesday. Five innings, gave up two runs on five hits, struck out six, didn't walk a soul. You were uh, bullish on Brault when he was returning to Pittsburgh's rotation. How are you feeling about him now after a couple of outings? Uh, I mean, really encouraged, really encouraged. And, you know, nice to see him go a little bit deeper into this one. Now, the Cardinals are a team that we've been kind of picking on in terms of, you know, streaming pitchers against them, recommending those streams because uh, it's just the offense has not been very robust. Uh, the next uh, timeout for Brault, uh, as it lines up right now, is the Brewers at home. So I think a, a little bit more challenging, but not enough really to scare me off. I would consider streaming Brault for that next start. So I, I like what I've seen here through the first couple starts. We talked about Jake Odorizzi as a possible streamer uh, yesterday. And if you streamed him, you are pretty happy with the results that you got from him. Five shutout innings, three hits, two walks, and three Ks against Colorado. Hasn't been great for him of late, however, even including this start. Last five, he's got a 6.75 ERA. In tw- he's thrown 21 and one-thirds innings. Has struck out just 16 in that time. Has walked 11 and giving up eight. Eight! <laughs> <laughs> home runs. I mean, you're, you're happy with the start against Colorado. It was Colorado. It was outside of Coors. So obviously that was a good stream spot. I mean, is he anything more than a streamer in good situation pitcher for us the rest of the way? I, f- I feel like that may be even exaggerating his peels, <laughs> appeal slightly because, I mean, you know, look, I, I really, I was uh, in on Odorizzi a little bit earlier in the season when he was getting more strikeouts and not having this uh, horrendous home run rate. But uh, yeah, I mean, this just looked like if you were going to start Odorizzi, this was the ultimate spot to do it in. Fortunately for him and for everybody who started him, he uh, he delivered. But yeah, that's a scary home run ratio. What do you consider? He didn't give up one in the six innings, or I'm sure the five innings of this start. Uh, that was like more than one every other inning over the previous four. Um, so that is just not going to work. And no. uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm avoiding Odorizzi. I, I can't foresee the matchup that would encourage me to, to get him back in the rotation in fantasy. All right, and finally, we've got Griffin Jacks here, Al. Um, maybe time to start paying attention to him. He struck out 10 batters against the White Sox in six innings, gave up three runs on five hits and a walk, so you love that. You got a one whip, you got a, a, a three-run, six-inning quality start performance and the 10 strikeouts. Previous three appearances, 1.88 ERA, 14 and a third, eight Ks against four walks, so maybe the Ks feel like they come out of nowhere. How do you take what he did against the White Sox combine it with what he had done previously and get a feeling on Jack's going forward. Yeah, this is just really puzzling. Uh, and look, I'm, I'm glad we have an opportunity to talk about it because I think it's really cool that we now have a pitcher in the major leagues with the last name Jax, J-A-X. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Um, and, you know, 10 strikeouts against a good lineup is pretty cool too. But it's just, it's such at it, it odds with not only what he had done previously, and not just the, the last three starts where the overall results were really good, but the previous starts when the results were not so good. And in the minor league track record where he just, had not been a strikeout pitcher. So, I mean, I just have to chalk this up as just one of those odd games uh, that, you know, you'll see every now and then that just, it doesn't make sense. doesn't match your expectations. But, uh, you know, I think that Jax is at this point for me is still mostly an ale only option. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, now let's get to Wednesday's streamers. Another good group of guys that you can turn to. First, Joe Ross against the Mets. I mean, Joe Ross shouldn't even be in the streaming conversation, but here we are. Tyler Anderson against the Rangers. David Price gets the Phillies. Cal Quantrill gets the A's. Tuki Toussaint back to the mound against the Reds. Merrill Kelly in San Francisco against the Giants. And Bailey Ober next up against the White Sox. Uh, I'm going to say, obviously, Joe Ross is going to be your first choice. Who comes after that? Uh, well, the the pitcher that came after him in that list, Tyler Anderson. In fact, I've been anticipating this one so much that uh, I discussed it with DVR uh, on the weekend uh, athletic fantasy baseball show. So um, this is just such a great matchup. I mean, Anderson's been been solid. He's been steady. Uh, not normally somebody I would consider to stream on, in a weekly league with just one start, but that that's how much I'm looking forward to this one, that I would not only stream him in daily leagues, I've been streaming him in my weekly leagues in anticipation of facing a Rangers team that uh, I haven't looked in the last couple of days, Michael, but uh, over the weekend when I was first looking at this matchup, the Rangers as a team were batting around 170 since the All-Star break. Yeesh. So chew on that for a bit. <laughs> I mean, really, really just bad. Uh, so, I, you know, it's a good matchup for anybody who's been decent. And Anderson, I think it's been a little bit better than that. So, yeah, Ross and Anderson definitely head and shoulders above everybody on this list. Yeah, they feel like the two best plays by far on the list. I'd probably be staying away from Price and Ober. And then Quantrill, Toussaint, and Kelly fall into that sure-if-you-need-it sort of group for me. Ross and Anderson, the only two slam dunks. Price and Ober, the guys who I'd be staying away from for sure. Let's wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Al, down on the farm with a prospect spotlight. First, Adley Rutschman promoted to AAA Norfolk on Sunday. He hit 271 with 18 homers at AA Bowie. And Jose Barrero uh, has played 24 games with Cincinnati in 2020, split 2021 between AA and AAA levels, and has done it pretty well. I mean, look what he's done at AAA Louisville. 303, 8 homers, 7 steals, and 157 plate appearances. Not sure what role there might be for him to play with the Reds this year, especially as they have surged back into contention, uh, but you can definitely take that. And Rutschman, uh, do we see him? Does Baltimore start the service clock later this season, depending on what he does at Norfolk? 
it's it's hard to imagine that, um, given that you know the Orioles obviously going nowhere this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just yeah, very intriguing that Rutschman got moved up the ladder uh, to that last spot in the minors. So um, you know certainly nothing left to prove at, at the Double A level. So I wouldn't not expecting to see Rutschman this year. Uh, obviously, if there's any sort of rumoring that that's going to happen, then uh, you know we talked about emptying the bank for Joe Adele. Uh, whatever you got left, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would want to spend. On Adley Rutschman, but I think the discussion is more, you know, where where do we rank him among catchers in uh, 2022? And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll see him for a good part of that season, if not the whole season, and uh, definitely a candidate as a number one catcher for next year. Yeah, no, not overall, but a number right, one. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Just to clarify. I was, I was following you, but definitely a, a good clarification. And a couple of guys to keep your eye on for the rest of the season. Again, I don't think we see either of them at the major league level this year, but going to be uh, guys that we definitely see at the major league level next season. And hey, Fantasy Baseball 115 playing at a major league level for you five days a week, every week, all season long. Thanks for joining us again today. We'll be back with you on Thursday. Rate, review, all that fun stuff. Can't wait to talk to you. Enjoy all the baseball that we've got coming to us Wednesday night. <laughs>